Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. I am Sammy Scorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. Oh, and by the way, today is the first day of Bookmas! Yay! <clears throat> the book of the moment for Bookmas Day 1 is Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing the book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. The author of Window Shopping, Tessa Bailey, can solve all problems except for her own, so she focuses those efforts on stubborn, fictional, blue-collar men and loyal, lovable heroines. She lives on Long Island, avoiding the sun and social interactions, then wonders why no one has called. Dubbed the Michelangelo of Dirty Talk by Entertainment Weekly, (laughs) Tessa writes with spice, spirit, swoon, and guaranteed happily ever after. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, two weeks before Christmas and all through Manhattan, shop windows are decorated in red and green satin. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. I don't read the back of the book. (laughs) I didn't either this time. This is so cute. (laughs) Um. I'm standing alone in front of the famous Vivant department store when a charming man named Aid asks my opinion of the decor. It's a tragedy in tinsel, I say, unable to lie. He asks for a better idea with a twinkle in his eye. Did I know he owned the place? No, he put me on the spot. Now I'm working for that man trying to ignore that he's hot. <laughs> but as... <laughs> But as a down-on-her-luck girl with a difficult past, I know an opportunity when I see one, and I have to make it last. I'll put my heart and soul into dressing his holiday windows. I'll work without stopping, and when we lose the battle with temptation, I'll try to remember I'm just window shopping. Wow, that was fun! (laughs) I love that. Oh my god, I love, I think my favorite thing, there's two ways that it it can go when I'm reading the blurb, because I don't read Mm -hmm. them first. One is it's a bunch of words I don't know how to say, and then I panic. Mm Mm-hmm. Or two, it's something fun and unexpected, and this was fun and unexpected. Or you read the blurb and you're like, wait, that I feel like that has nothing to do with the book at all. Oh, true, true. That true. too. But yeah. this, one this one is was perfect. perfect. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. Um, so you read this one before me. You finished yes. it real, real fast. I yes. read this it's last p- night. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's a quick read. You Super know. quick. I, I don't know. I think this might be the shortest book I've read all year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't Sounds think I right. picked up a shorter book. Um, but I I didn't mind it. You yeah. know what I found interesting was the pacing. Usually mm-hmm. short books bug me because I feel like they're not paced well enough. Mm-hmm. Like, things move too fast and stuff. But I think this one kind of was like fine. Yeah. <laughs> the pacing seemed fine, honestly. It was good. So premise. Mm-hmm. The I I appreciate I was not expecting like to go into um, prison record type stuff because Stella has a record. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a big deal that she's getting this job or even being considered for this job. And I wasn't expecting that at all. I was like, oh, shit, this is like serious. Like we're talking about privilege and we're talking about like lots of important things. I'm like, okay. I think this I was, I was Tessa getting... Bailey's way of saying, sorry that I only write white characters. 
So I'm yeah. going to take a nod to be woke for a minute. Yeah, that's fair. Which, like, I was one, once again disappointed that she only has white characters. Except for, yeah. you know, like, Jordan and Seamus. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Uh, especially because I feel like... But the thing is, is, like, Aiden did feel like a white man. So it was very yeah. 50-50 to me. <laughs> See, the thing is with that, though, is, like, I under... Like, I think it is important to write diversity, like, into your books. But then it's, like you need to have a really good team behind you and do a lot of research because then it's like we have cases like red white and blue or red white and royal blue where it's like absolutely it's just not written well because it's a white person writing someone else's experience Mm -hmm. and so i think yes it's very important but it's also like you got to be ready to tackle that shit full on and like take it from every angle and yeah Absolutely. I just know Tessa Bailey has a lot of money. Like, she makes money, good money from these books. She can afford to have a team to write more diverse characters, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, especially, like, a love interest. I'm just tired of all these white guys, I think, to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm I'm, assuming that the rest of Book Miss is going to look like this. Um. Yes. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I, I think romance, I mean, romance novels are pretty dominated by white women. I think the media makes it look that way. Yeah, fair. But even like through book talk and stuff and like through, which I guess that w- is media. That would be the media. Yeah, yeah. Even my right. local bookstore in, that I love, their romance section up until like this last week was like only white authors pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, mm, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. They just expanded, though, and now they have non-white authors in the romance section, so I take back my gripe a little bit. But, you know, it was 20-fucking-21, and they've been around for, like, 60 years. I think they yeah. diversified their romance section prior to December. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure that also matches a lot of the other genres as well, I yeah, think. absolutely. Yeah, so. I think at first I was like, okay, is this – I was kind of expecting, like, just super fun, lighthearted – smutty book Mm -hmm. and then we went straight into that and i was like oh this is serious okay okay like i think i went into this thinking i wasn't gonna like it really okay because we because i really honest to god didn't like uh it happened one summer so i thought i kind of already have this idea of tessa bailey i think her tiktoks are funny like sorry tessa bailey if you're watching like i i genuinely think you might be a funny person and stuff I just think that she writes like a millennial. I know that's like a thing in like Mm -hmm. romance books, but like some of the shit she was saying, I like pulled out a color for cringe again. Cause, but Mm -hmm. I was surprised that I didn't really take the cringe all the way through the book. It got better. But in the beginning, I felt like I was hypercritical of everything that was being written on the page. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, ah, but then I was like, you know, this is supposed to be corny. So don't, don't tab for corny, just tab for actual cringy cringy shit like when she mentions tiktok i was like can i have one book one book written in 2021 that doesn't mention tiktok how about the mention of the pandemic and oh, that how was it was cringy too. the end of the pandemic <laughs> and it was like i've seen tiktok videos where people are like okay we're making tv shows now we're making movies let's just pretend like the pandemic never happened like i don't want the pandemic to be a part of TV shows or movies. Like, the and thing I think, is, we're currently in it. So I feel yeah, like you can't write yeah. from a historical, per, like, lens, right, saying this is something that happened. We're in it. 
yeah yeah so i think better don't mention it until we know how it ends true right so i thought that was kind of cringy um yeah and i was like is this going to be a focal point of the story and then like i was like well nobody's wearing like masks no one's talking about vaccinations yeah so i "I don't know mom i want to go home i don't know what this is going to be about you know yeah um but it got better in my opinion okay i found myself enjoying it that's good. Which was funny. You know, uh, I don't know who you pictured as Aiden, mm-hmm. but I think it's just because I've been binging a lot of The Bachelorette with my boyfriend. But uh, I really pictured him as Clayton. Yep. From yep. The Bachelorette. From, yeah. <laughs> from Michelle's season. Yeah. Just big, burly, muscly, white guy. <laughs> yeah. With a big butt. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, okay, at least the- sometimes that doesn't happen where I have somebody I actually am picturing. Right. So I thought that was funny. Um, I don't like the name Stella, but I'm glad that there was a nod to a streetcar named Desire in the beginning because that's what I was thinking as soon as they revealed that her name was Stella. Uh, I went. I missed that. So <laughs> <laughs> Stella, you know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. You read didn't go that. to AP Lit very nope. often. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I think I watched the movie. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, I thought the name Stella was a little uh, okay. Weird. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan of Stella either. Yeah, felt yeah. it took me out of the story a little bit. Yeah, I like that we got to know what she did to get put in prison, and I like that it happened early on. Yeah, because I, I was I, like, this is gonna be the shoe that drops later. Exactly, and I was like, and you know, I hate that shit. I yeah. hate that like <laughs> keeping secret, and then it becomes an issue. So I'm really glad that wasn't the case. Yes. Yeah. Um. I also. Did you know that this is a Ted Lasso-inspired rom-com? I'm dead. What? I did not watch Ted Lasso, but I know you did. That's why I'm bringing this Yeah. Um, I saw that online. Everybody was like, this one is Ted Lasso-inspired. And I was like, I don't think the guy who plays Ted Lasso looks like Aiden looks, but okay. No, I think it's just the... Because um, Ted Lasso's character in the show is very... Or Jason Sudeikis' character, yeah. Ted Lasso... Um, He's like this golden sunshine, happy okay. all the time, positive, like that type of thing. So, so she think... took Jason Sudeikis and gave him steroids. Yeah. Okay. And then was like, this is what happens like behind closed doors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like, so I, I guess I could get that. Interesting. It would have okay. been fun if it took place in London then because that's where like Ted Lasso is. Right. Soccer. Shit. Yeah. 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 But... Um. So that was interesting. Uh, I love the grumpy sunshine trope. Yeah. Um, I especially love it when the guy is not the grumpy. I so, Yeah, it's reversed. So I did like this aspect of it. But in the beginning, I thought he was maybe a little too much positive for me. I think maybe that's a toxic trait of mine that mm-hmm. I don't like positive people. <laughs> <laughs> Fair um, enough. but i was like oh am i not gonna like this guy but then he became more real uh and i was like okay i i yeah i do like him he's he's not mm-hmm. he's not over the top annoying so <laughs> works for me i did not like the premise of being introduced to like the weird boss employee diam- dynamic yeah at first. but it, it it i think it it did okay in the rest of the book you know that's it recovered a- yeah, I think any of those things where there's like an inherent mm-hmm. um, power power dynamic mm-hmm. type thing, it's just mm, 
I don't know. And there's a line in the book that said that of like, she was, um, Stella literally said, so it wasn't about the power dynamic stuff, but it was similar to like some of the thoughts I've had about like reading these romance novels. It was like possessive things, jealous things that should turn me off. Mm-hmm. But oh Lord, they don't. So it's like things where it's my brain is like, I don't uh, like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. But like, I do. <laughs> I, oh my God. Do I like that? Yeah. I don't know. So, but like when I read that, I, it was kind of the um, self-awareness in the book too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I liked that Aiden was very much like in his point of views, he was very much like thinking about that constantly. Yeah. Because I appreciate that too. And I think obviously Tessa Bailey did that on purpose because <laughs> otherwise it could. Get- she don't want to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, um, which you know makes sense. Good for her for for covering her 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 ass on that one. Um, mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, uh-huh. I loved the second that Stella realizes that Aiden has an ass. Yeah. I thought that was, that was so funny. funny because it just honestly reminded me of like when I first met Esty. So yeah. <laughs> I was that's like, hilarious. that's so funny. Relatable girl. Relatable. <laughs> Dude, wait, <laughs> slight sidebar. Daniel yeah. he used to be catcher. And okay. so like catchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big they get, butts. They got a fatty. Mm-hmm. They got a fatty. And it's not quite as fatty as it used to be. But I'll never forget. It was like Aliana's Halloween party. <laughs> And he jumped on um, like a pool floaty thing and Andrea Stein was right next to me and she just goes, damn, look at his ass. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I should be like appreciating his butt a little more if like <laughs> the girls next to me are talking about his ass. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really funny and actually real to me. So I liked a lot yeah. of this book because I think. Um, there were very real moments, honestly, mm-hmm. between like the, the you know, the smut, right? Right. <laughs> I was very right. much like, yeah, that makes sense. Also, I thought that it was very cute when Stella was like, let's pick Christmas presents, hypothetical Christmas presents for each that other. I thought that was so cute. And I thought it was even cuter that Aiden like slipped the necklace into her pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that adorable. Was so cute. I was. I think I was going into this being really grinchy. Like, uh, <laughs> I just have low expectations for all the holiday books. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah. I think it's like you said last week, like about holiday movies always being bad. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? I think I successfully shifted my mindset for mm-hmm. these. I have. Like, I have zero expectations. I have negative mm-hmm. expectations, even. And so, <laughs> while I'm reading these books, I'm, like, actually enjoying them. Yeah. Because I'm, like, this is – I'm going to bring this book in to donate as soon as I'm done with it. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm, – I'm, there's no, like, connection I am making with this book. That's fine. Yeah. You know. So – I think you just got to shift the mindset. Oh, absolutely. So that you can actually enjoy it. Because it can be enjoyable. Yeah. No, I think I was like, you know, we're coming off of reading Clap When You Land. And that's like a beautiful piece of literature, right? And so, you know, when I opened this up, I was kind of like, ah, Tessa Bailey again, you know? Yeah. Uh, But then I was like, girl, shut up. Like, we're reading holiday books. You cannot be hypercritical and and think they're all going to be a work of art. They are a holiday romance book. Like, (laughs) there's no art here. (laughs) So then I let myself sit back and enjoy it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm having fun. I want to know what's going to happen next. 
Except for Entertainment Weekly, uh, Michelangelo of Dirty Talk. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I don't. I don't know about that. If no. I have to give that award to anyone, I don't think it's Tessa Bailey. And I know she's really known for her smut, so I'm sorry. Before we move on to discuss the rest of window shopping, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Real quick before we move on, we just want to remind you all that today marks the start of our 12 Days of Bookmas Marathon. Woo. Um, <laughs> that means not only do you get to hear Tuesday as always, you'll also have us all up in your podcast subscription box for the next 12 days. We hope you'll continue to join us for our 12-day bookish marathon leading up to Christmas Day. All right. What do you have to say? About the smut? Yeah. I, there were, okay, there was one line. Like some of the, some of the dirty talk. It was more so the dirty talk. Agreed. Like, agree. like I could not do it i was like oh oh no like there was one part where she was like you hot girl or something like that oh, like yes and i, and was, I was like, like oh, cringe i have a cringe tab on that one for yeah, sure. yeah. like what like that's not like what <laughs> i think the thing is is i think in that scene specifically like i remember thinking i feel like tessa bailey got lazy here okay i have so much to her spice in the beginning before it was really actually spicy you know mm-hmm. yeah. um and then like the scene was dying and I feel like she just like put shit in it. I want to know what her time frame was to write this book because it was, uh, it was published in October, mid October. Mm-hmm. And it's all based in 2021 True. and pandemic shit. So she had, and it's short. So she had to have written it like this summer. Yeah. And predict and like tried to predict things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like it was a little rushed, honestly. Mm-hmm. I felt like I would have, I, I know we'll talk about the epilogue later, but like, I felt like the epilogue was stupid. I didn't like it. Like, okay. I, I liked her going to her parents' house with Aiden, and I liked the fact that he was sending them pictures of her shop windows. Like, I liked that. But I was like, a year later, and they're already engaged, instead of like, we're getting the engagement at a year or whatever, I was kind of like, okay, so they moved real fast, right? Right. And I feel like we didn't get enough wrap-up about Nicole, who was proven to be like, this thing that was going to carry throughout the book. Yeah, that, the way that, like, wrapped, she just up, wrapped it so up so easily. Not, yeah, not well. And I was like, eh, okay, well, I know that it's is, a novella. Yeah, that is not at all how a toxic friend would respond. No, and also, no. like, the fact that Stella lets her live in her uncle's apartment, yeah. I was like, no, right? And then they didn't even acknowledge it. Like, like her growing in, like, they said, okay, she moved out and moved in with roommates. Great. But I wanted to, there was so much of, like, Stella's this strong, independent woman who is just also with Aiden now, right? Yeah. But then they don't give her, like, any respect to showing, like, how she yeah. continued to be a strong, independent woman. They just showed her with Aiden. I was like, okay. <laughs> there were, there were, like, multiple times, I think it was, like, in spicy scenes where, um, she was saying, like, we're equals, but, like, I love how, like, when we're having sex or whatever he takes control but we're equals but like yeah no but the thing is like just saying like like instead of actually fully describing them Mm -hmm. as equals it was just saying oh but we're equals like it was like 
show don't tell me you right know, like- and then even also like when she goes to meet up with nicole like toward the end of the book and aiden's all like freaking out and he's like but i trust that she can handle her own and da 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 but it felt like like tessa bailey just threw that in to try to make him look like a better man you know what i mean mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the whole time he was still freaking out like which i yeah. get like i have anxiety right i freak right. out <laughs> when my partner walks home from work right <laughs> like yeah <laughs> that's how my anxiety pulls out but um i was just kind of like okay I, I don't know if this felt forced his like mm-hmm. his standing with her and being her support system but giving her the space to support herself felt like if she right. <laughs> if he was with a woman who didn't prioritize like taking care of herself and like wasn't you know like aware of her own power and her own independence mm-hmm. he would be the type of guy who would just like 100% baby a girl oh, yeah. like oh yeah like the so like I think that's was a bit of a turnoff for me because like I am so about my independence mm-hmm. to a fault. I mean, we don't have to get into that, but like <laughs> she the way save Stella, it for therapy. Yeah, <laughs> save, save it for my therapist. Um but yeah, so but and so like it seemed a little bit like I think if I were in those situations, I would have been turned off by Aiden and Stella so it was like a little frustrating when I was like Stella no like he doesn't really see you as an equal like he's trying really hard I think mm-hmm. maybe but like he doesn't and, like they're trying to describe it like he does but I think mm-hmm. Aiden is a fixer yeah and I think that's kind of what you're seeing there because the thing is, is I like I get what he was doing from the fixer angle Right. But also Stella was fixing herself anyways. Like, yeah, she was like, I, I put myself on pause for four years and now I'm just trying to hit play again. Right. Which I loved that line, by the way. I thought that was really good. Um, But, but like, I think, I think you're right. Like, you know, it's nice to be pampered. I'm not going to say it's not. No, there's, Um, but like the way she had to say like when they were unveiling her window mm-hmm. and she had to tell him like yeah yes. i think that was like let me hear like i'm okay i can yeah. hear criticism you would not do this for any of your other employees so don't do it to me yes yes exactly yes i agree um i loved that her window was a success i think i was a little stressed yeah. for her like i i was hoping it was going to be good i trusted that her hard work was going to be good but i knew like the second they said that aiden's family was going to be there i was like oh no <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> they're assholes <laughs> yeah i'm nervous for her but it turning out good was uh made me happy <laughs> um i oh yes and on that same level i think uh you know i know Tess like tessa bailey wrote Aiden but Aiden is definitely a man written by a woman right mm-hmm. like he's he's not at all like when we read uh <clears throat> it happened one summer yeah I hated Brendan hated he him. was he was much more of a man man yes and man. Aiden yeah. I liked for the most part yeah I found myself being like I feel less critical of this romance yeah <laughs> because I like him better <laughs> What does that say okay. about me? Because I, <laughs> I'll save it for therapy. Never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I yeah. I mean, I think I I liked Brendan, even though I had my like, I was angry at myself for liking Brendan. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way that Stella was like, I sh- like I should be turned off by this, but I'm not. And 
So, I mean, I going into this book in general, I think, like, you had a very, like, oh, I'm wary of Tessa Bailey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Fun. Smut. I like the smut. Yeah. Like, awesome. And so I almost, I think what you said earlier about kind of a toxic trait of yours is, like, <laughs> hating that positivity. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of hated that positivity. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, Welcome why are you like what do you have to be happy about? Like me. <laughs> why are you happy? I'm such a pessimist. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was just like I can't handle optimists. <laughs> yeah. Especially do, on a large scale. <laughs> yeah. But I do think like when I like considered it, I was like, do I like the grumpy sunshine trope? But I think and I think I do. Mm, maybe I like the grumpy grumpy trope and like they just only become sunshine when they're together well so I think like when I think of grumpy sunshine trope I do think of like uh Nesta and Cassian but the thing is is like like Cassian is a sunshine to everybody except Nesta in a lot of ways (laughs) that's fair right so I think there's something about like um I like this both ways, right? Like, nice to everybody, but kind of, like, dickish. But in a nice way towards the person you're into. In, like, a flirty way, Yes, and I also like it the reverse. Asshole to everybody, very nice to one person. (laughs) Yeah, that's so fan fiction of us. It really is. So tropey of us at the moment. Yeah. Um, No, but I, I think, like, Aiden's character in the beginning, I was like, oh, no, I hate positive people. But yeah. I think that's why I liked by the end that he was kind of corrupted in a way. Yeah, Stella was like, you don't have to always be nice. And, and he happy. was like, God damn. And then he used it, right? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, good for him. And I think that's part of liking the idea of like the hero meeting the villain and instead of like changing the villain, becoming a villain herself. <laughs> the hero gets corrupted. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's where that stemmed from, but I liked that, but uh, uh-huh. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to talk about Jordan and Seamus. That was cute. So cute. I love the the one person pretends they don't like the other person, even though they both know they do. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. That's cute. I I think, so for me, I've never done like a full corporate type work environment or even like where I had coworkers, mm-hmm. you know? So <clears throat> reading about like coworker romances yeah. is or like workplace romances is one thing, but I am like kind of wary about it in the back of my mind of like, mm, like would this be really fucked up in real life? Okay. What part of it? Like just like workplace, like dynamics and stuff and like, yeah, um, I mean, like the power dynamic is one thing, but yeah. like Seamus and Jordan, they don't actually like really work together, so right. that's like fine. Mm-hmm. But like just in general, of like there were multiple workplace romances going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so know. common. <laughs> yeah, that so makes common. sense. I yeah. mean, for one example, right? Ashley and I mm-hmm. used to work together. <laughs> True. Um, and now we've been together for almost three years. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. And it was one of those things where it's like everybody's checking up with everybody. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. depends on the place. Uh, and some of those last and some of those don't. Yeah. So, you know, just depends. But I agree with you on the uh, the one thing I don't like is the like boss. Yeah. Employee true. dynamic. Uh, which is why HR exists. So. True. Shout out to HR. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Today's episode yeah. has been sponsored by HR. Yeah. Not one in particular, all of them. Yes. Yes. All of the above. Um, um, which is also brings me to Stella asking for the love contract. That was cute. I thought was very cute. It was very much a moment of she sees that this man believes in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she knew she was like in a position where everybody in there obviously could have doubted her. Right. And instead. And him included. Him yeah. included. And instead, most of the employees had her back. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's great. So she, I think she had a very much of a moment there where she was like like a realization coming to realize that letting people in was allowing her to actually press that play button more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's when she was finally like, you know, shit, maybe do I it. do love this man. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went and had hot office sex. <laughs> they did. I was yeah. taking a drink of water because, you know, yeah, to hydrate before this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their official yeah. first time. Uh huh. Um, is that when we got the window shopping line? Like when they dropped the window shopping? Like Aiden was like, what if this whole time I've been falling or something and she's only been window shopping? Was that? I don't remember. I don't remember. I have it I right was... under my note that says their official first time. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, possibly. I, see, I was just focused Oh, no, that sex. was after. It was after. Okay. It was okay. when uh, Stella was going to go buy that dress. Okay. That he, said, that he thinks that line. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, you know what impressed me what? about the smut? Is that there was actual plot. Yeah. It. And I was, I think I was anticipating that this was just going to be 250 pages of smut. Yeah, me too. Uh, and so I think I was really impressed that I was like, there was not too much smut. Yeah. I was following, but there was tension too. Yes, I love tension. Yes, I love tension. Mm -hmm. Like you know what the um, the car scene reminded me of a little bit of like just this like intense tension a bit Mm -hmm. was the um, oh shit what is the place called the Court of Nightmares? Okay, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was just like so. I mean, obviously different, but like just that like because I think that scene the court of nightmares was probably my favorite scene because just because of like the tension yeah we can't have each other right now yes but but, like here's the promise of it yes yes and so yeah that kind of and i think i liked the car scene for that too yeah i think that's fair and also the just i like the idea of you could get caught right yeah (laughs) i think that's part (laughs) of it um I'll take that one to therapy too. <laughs> you know what? We don't have to shame ourselves no, for absolutely the not. things we like. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. So yeah, no. And their first spice scene was good. I honestly can't remember it though. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. It was I didn't on take the notes, rooftop. So I was enjoying it. Oh, the rooftop oh, oh. bar. That was way before their their first time. Their like actual first time. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, but, I like, like the was... bar scene too. The bar scene was good. Yes. Yeah, that was also good. Yeah, that was a. I think for this episode, we should have like a spice rating too. Cause, yeah. Because this was spicy. That's spicy. That was spicy. Um, and then they have their official first time. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about what Tessa Bailey's obsession is with ass play? <laughs> I forgot about that. Because the second that there was a description, and I was like, is she going to stick her finger in, her, in his oh. asshole again? 
Is yeah. this going to be a re- did, what? What does Tessa Bailey have to say about this? Honestly, <laughs> good for her normalizing mm-hmm. cosplay. Yeah, true, true. Agree. Because I think men are like in gen, or maybe not. I don't know, but like I think a lot of men can be really afraid of liking ass play yep. because there's a stigma, to, like stigma around it being gay. Yeah, and it's like no, you. It's just in it's just your organs and this is just how sex is and it feels good for anybody yep and maybe but like everyone has their preferences so maybe not i'm not making a blanket statement but like i (sighs) like that she's normalizing it in like hetero relationships too and if only men read these books (laughs) yeah that's all yeah you know i think about that too um i love the episodes where we know we're gonna get our sponsorship revoked (laughs) yeah i know i thought about that going in i was like the second that i read the ass play i was like oh this is we're gonna definitely be talking about this and then we're gonna get our sponsorship revoked again (laughs) Mm -hmm. worth it it's all in the name of not um okay yeah oh one thing i did not like oh tell me Okay, so the first time they had sex, yeah, there was no mention of him putting on a condom at uh, all. You're right. Yes, the only in the morning time, scene. Yeah. Yes. yes. And she made a point to say something. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just very, like, I've become, I'm doing a project on, like, sexual health and, like, sexual education and stuff and how, like, certain portrayals, like, through porn and certain things, like, when you don't add that, like, safety aspect to it in real life practices a lot of people forego it too yeah yeah and if so you like, don't it was... normalize it then it doesn't exactly. become a sexy part of the sexy scene exactly yeah so i was like frustrated of they didn't talk about oh are you are you safe like are you um have you been tested recently or anything like like i don't know like i just i think i'm so in my like that project of mine right now mm-hmm. i'm like okay I didn't like that. I didn't like I like and it's the thing is is as of now it's not sexy, but it takes scenes like these and books like these and media to make it normal and a part of sexy scenes. Yeah. Oh, know? I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So, um, especially if he went in raw dogging it, like you got to have that conversation. Yeah. Especially your first time with somebody new. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know I think they were trying to premise that they were both hadn't done anything because yeah because she hadn't done anything in four years and then he hadn't done anything in two years and it's like okay well that doesn't mean (laughs) let's also i just want to address say the word clean insinuates dirty when it comes to yeah yeah so i just i I meant like like yeah no 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 stds or anything no 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 no. that's what i mean but like it, it stigmatizes like in like actual like getting having infections and stuff and it's like it's just a medical thing it's not dirty or clean but like that's a big thing that i learned throughout my project too of like even the language we use around it is like adding stigma to it Mm -hmm. so i've been i just wanted to say something because like i realized i had been using dirty and clean Mm -hmm. and yeah okay sorry continue yeah yeah uh what did you think about stella meeting up with nicole I would have cut – I mean, that's it's, the type of person you cut out and you're yeah. just like, bye. Or not even responding. Like, just ghost ghost them. Yeah. I think it was extremely – obviously, we know from the beginning that's, like, a toxic 
friendship yeah. that she has. I thought it was it showed how toxic it was when she shows up at Stella's house. Yeah. Uh, and says, I'm in front of your apartment. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I think at that point, you know, uh, this is when you should be cutting somebody off. I, I think it's hard, though, when you're in that kind of friendship or relationship or anything like that to to remove yourself willingly from it. And I think that especially when you have somebody so fucking manipulative, too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's the voice inside Stella's head the whole book. Yeah. That's a deep level of manipulation to, mm-hmm. to have not talked to her for like four years or like yeah. barely written letters to her and still have her be the voice over your your own conscious. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was stressed for her. <laughs> she was going to meet Nicole. And then when she lets Nicole stay in her apartment, I, I felt disappointed. But I also had to understand that, like, you know, that's her decision. And that's how mm-hmm. she's making it. You know, yeah. I'm not in her shoes to make that decision. I feel I know I'm like starting to think about like how I think about books and I feel like I need to stop being like I wish the author wrote it like this instead and be a little more of like okay why did the author choose to do this and how did that affect the characters and blah 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 and I'm more like I would have written this better if I had done it like I would have done this (laughs) (laughs) zero writing experience (laughs) at all yeah yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. That's why I would have liked more of a wrap-up with the yeah. Nicole thing than the, like, than the little montage of her moving in with other people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, we call, we catch up with each other, but we have separate lives. Yeah, and we meet up every month or whatever for dinner. Like, okay. And but I'm moving with Aiden after two weeks, and I've yeah, just been I don't know what it is with Tessa <laughs> Bailey and having people move in so fast, but I don't like it. Yeah. I feel like this book, the pacing was good, but it made it feel like it was a longer duration of time than a month. Yeah, I I get that. And that like, was... I understand having somebody come stay with you if you have some psychopath living in your house, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think this one was way more 50, like way more I could see it than in like it happened one summer. <laughs> but like also she was making money at the time. And so she could have actually gotten her own or like found roommates or whatever, because she wasn't paying for her uncle's place. Yeah. I think it's kind of hard to say that she could have paid for an apartment though, because she had just barely gotten her first paycheck on like before Christmas Eve. Yeah. Hold on. And uh, you know, the rental process of New York city. Oh, first month's rent, last month's rent. $2,000 $2,000 security deposit. <laughs> you know, for sure. I think no. that's a stretch. <laughs> that she no, could have but like, her own apartment after a month. No, but it, like it could have been a, in the montage the same way Nicole moving into her own place could have been. You know, and then like Aiden and I, like, or I don't know, but I guess it's romance and that's not necessary. So I also think like, like renting in New York is so one thing versus like that small town of it happened one summer. Like, because mm-hmm. when you commit to a lease, then you're committing to that lease. And that's really hard when you, like, do have a partner who may live further away than where you can afford. Which, like, okay, from uptown to downtown, not a big difference, right? But, like, for example. Staten like, Island? Yeah, like, I lived in Staten <laughs> Island and SD lived in Queens. That was a long commute. That's, like, yeah. basically a long distance. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that on that level of, like, you know. If she, one, is having a hard time finding a place and then doesn't really want to commit to a lease because then what if she does want to move in with him? And it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, 
that's more that's a little more complex to me than like how it wasn't it happened one summer where they lived yeah. across the street from each other pretty much right mm-hmm. in the same small town where rent was probably two hundred dollars right right <laughs> true <laughs> totally different than getting into a long ass expensive lease <laughs> yeah um i loved the little i loved that she had the grand gesture moment that was cute with the matching right. robes at the end Mm-hmm. I think we that- don't often see the the girl doing the grand gesture in a hetero book. <laughs> yes, and there were, you know, like I'm just thinking about the ways that it was like reverse mm-hmm. roles, you know. And so you had like the reverse grumpy sunshine, mm-hmm. and then the reverse where it was like she made the grand gesture, but then it was still like he had the power, yeah, dynamic as a man, yeah, typically does, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would it have been like if Stella was the boss and Aiden was but, the ex I mean, there's there's something to be said that women like to read about men yeah. dominating I mean, them yeah, in sexual right? scenarios. <laughs> so <laughs> she could have gone with the angle like Stella has everything in her life in line, you know? And so sometimes the only time she gets to actually not worry and be in control of any everything right, exactly i think yeah. it could have worked the other way around just that's as well. true yeah that's true <laughs> and like i said like the epilogue for me was meh yeah i usually like an epilogue too because i'm like oh yeah what's happening but this is kind of like oh well yeah it was a little like it was just like okay you wrap it, that it, up real quick <laughs> yeah it wasn't meh for me but it was also just like that didn't really add anything i needed yeah agree the only yeah. thing I really liked was Aiden sending her parents the pictures of her windows. Yeah, that I was, was like, cute. okay, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved all the Aunt Edna stories. Oh, me too. Those were funny. I found them Those a little funny. annoying in the beginning because I yeah. hate positivity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but by the end, I was like, oh, yeah, love Aunt Edna. We stand for making stand, this man yeah. a man, you know? Yeah. In all the good ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you have a favorite line? Not necessarily um, favorite line, but just a couple of things that, like, I liked that she put in there. Like, mm-hmm. so it was when they came up after signing the love contract. Mm-hmm. And um, Leland was, said something about, <laughs> like, be a boss while I write literal fan fiction about you. Yeah. I mean, that was just, yeah. That I thought was that funny. was funny. That was funny. And then, um, and, oh, like, the I liked when she had the I should be turned off like i, I mm-hmm. usually don't like jealousy and possessiveness and that type of thing right. um and then also i thought i forget what page number it was but it was the line where she discovers aiden has a bubble butt oh yes or, like, that was the paragraph funny. That yeah was funny my jaw unhinges oh it was like it's in that moment that i discover something i'd missed something <laughs> monumental Aiden Cook has a firm, thick bubble butt. Mm-hmm. My jaw hinges, and I have no cho- like I have no choice but to let it hang there. The time ticking away on my own challenge, just so I can watch those gorgeous buns move until he disappears around the corner. Not before they engrave themselves on my brain, though. Holy cakes! Yeah. When I realize, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then she said, like hypnotized by the booty. Yeah, mood. I- <laughs> Massive mood. So I thought that was really funny. And was like, I was like, Tessa Bailey does understand women. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny because Stella was like, I never understood butts mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. Aiden's butt. And I, was, and I get it now. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I really liked 
there's a line on page 63. Um, and it's the, the scene where Aiden and Stella are drinking in the, in the store. Uh-huh. Uh, and she says, I've been in New York just over a month. I needed to get used to the process of things again, using money, getting change back. Even that was weird. I did a lot of sitting on benches and watching people walk their dogs. And it's such a chaotic place, New York. There are sirens and labor strikes and traffic congestion and delayed trains, but the chaos of it really highlights the good things, you know, like two million mm-hmm. people in the park, two million, two people out of a million, just connecting paths in the center of buildings and avenues and so many other humans. On purpose, they connect. It seems like it should be impossible in a place so massive. If there wasn't all this wild commotion among them, around them, meeting in the park might not be so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, mood. That's made me miss New York a little. (laughs) I know. My favorite line was about butts, and yours was this beautiful thing. But that's okay. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Uh, We love that. It's a juxtaposition. Did you have a song? Um, no. Me neither. Okay, cool. I was trying, but I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think we should force it if it comes. And it's like, oh my god, I have a song in mind. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah, agree, agree. It appears we've reached the part of the episode where the two of us come up with a final overall rating for the book. Ratings are set to a five-star scale and will be averaged out between the two of us at the end. Sammy, what was your score? I'm going to do a... I'm going to make math hard for you. I'm going to do 3.75. Okay. I think that's really fair, to be honest with you. So are you just going to model mine to... No, so you, you don't have to funny? do math? <laughs> no, I was really between a 3.5 and a 4. because, And here's okay. my reasoning, right? I gave It Happens One Summer a 3.5, and I hated that book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So I feel like I can't give it that low of a score. And honest to God, for what this book was, I think it was a 4. Okay. Because I think I think in the beginning I was trying to be too critical, like I said. And then I was like, you know what? This is a fucking holiday romance book, bitch. Like, chill. Just, just oh. enjoy it for what Can it I- is. Can I change mine to a four? Yeah. I was between 3.75 oh, and four. Oh, now I don't have to do math. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. So our final score for this book is a four. And okay. I think starting off book is strong with yeah. a four. <laughs> so I am, I am hopeful that this may – I'm not going to raise my expectations at all. I just want to point that out, right? Uh, yeah. But I Understood. am hopeful that, <laughs> that this may not be – the <laughs> yeah a shit show month of reading for us <laughs> there is hope for us yet there is hope for us yet all right i think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode before we part we'd just like to thank you for listening there are so many different ways to spend your time these days and we are extremely thankful that you have chosen to allocate some of your time with the two of us if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode feel free to join our hardcover host discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com and we will be sure to get back to you feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well as always i am sam dixon I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is In a Holidays by Christina Lauren. But tomorrow we will not be discussing In a Holidays yet. Instead, we have a special episode in store for you. So plan on hearing us discuss In a Holidays on Thursday instead of Wednesday. Uh, until we meet again, enjoy your reading. <laughs>